Business Growth Podcast. I'm Jess Parvin, a web designer, branding expert, and business coach. Through my five-part holistic business growth process, I help confused, overwhelmed entrepreneurs find clarity and focus while starting or pivoting their business online so they can build a business and a life full of flexibility and freedom. In this podcast, I'll share with you mini coaching sessions as well as interviews with visionary entrepreneurs. We'll dig into a variety of topics, including branding, mindset, marketing, and much more. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I am super excited today to have my friend and client, Toral, Toral Livingston-Ja. She is a leadership and personal development coach, mindfulness teacher, and a coach mentor serving heart-centered change makers. Welcome, Toral. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> Great to have you. you here. We've been on uh, quite a journey together. I can't believe it's been, I think, like 10 months, nine or 10 months of us working together. So um, excited to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you haven't been following me on Instagram, I have been posting um, some of Turl's new uh, branding and her website recently, but I'll just mention that we've worked together in a coaching capacity. That's how things started and worked on streamlining her business offerings and talking about you know all kinds of things, mindset and business development, um, trying to create a more holistic vision for her for her business and taking it in a slightly different direction. And that led us to, not surprisingly, new branding and website because <laughs> this often <laughs> happens, right? You're stepping into a new version of yourself and your business um, through our coaching container and through talking and, and working through um, different uh, obstacles and, and things that come up. And then we realize that the branding and website that existed weren't really you know, well representative of who you're becoming and how your business is growing and, and developing. Um, so we'll talk about that later, a little bit more about um, branding and, and the whole process. But to start off with, would you tell us a little bit more about what you do, who you serve, um, and how you became an entrepreneur? Yes, I'll try. Um, I think as I was mentioning earlier, it's like I feel like it'll always be an evolution and a journey. But um, you know, I maybe I'll start with the entrepreneurial side and then share kind of now who I serve and why, because I think it's really um, who I'm serving and how I'm showing up in support of them is um, the sum result of my journey. I think so. I um, started out my professional life as a uh, environmentalist, and I still am. But in terms of what I was doing nine to five, I was um, serving as an, um, community outreach and doing um, work in Waukesha County and for public government, basically. And had to be very entrepreneurial in the way that I did that work because we were trying to communicate certain ideas to the public and have them change their behavior around recycling and things like that. And they had never had anyone in that role before. So I was the scrappy kid out of college that was just like, well, how do I market? How do I convey these ideas? How do I appeal to people's sort of what part of them am I appealing to and so on? And then I kind of journeyed through that that world. I um, ended up in nonprofit. I worked for state government. I worked for private sector and recyclers. And so I kind of saw all these different sides of this same world of recycling and solid waste and um, did some really cool work with um, passing laws and legislation. And all of it felt very entrepreneurial in that way. Like I, there was no roadmap that I was following. I had to kind of make up how I got to where I was going. But I eventually burned out. Um, there wasn't really any support that I was getting from outside. I, I didn't even know to look for it, frankly. I think it was just I was driven by my mission and my values and my like passion for making the world a better place. And I found it and just ran hard and burned hard <laughs> and then burned out. Um, and then that all sort of um, came together at very interesting parts of my own life too, where I was going through divorce and through major transitions in my own life. So I started pivoting and figuring out like, what else, who else, what, how can I show up in the world where I'm, I'm shining, but I'm um, also making things better. Cause that's still really important to me is how do I um, kind of move people in the world along in some kind of way. So I, um, 
took a, a role that was completely unrelated to the environmental world, but took parts of my sort of a transferred skills, you know, job managing a high performing team at the University of Wisconsin and was there for four years. It was a very long role that I took, but it was not ideal for me. I was not driven by the mission in the same way I used to be. And I realized that I love supporting people, but I did not like being their manager anymore. I did not like being responsible for performance indicators and reviews and all of that. But I was really curious, like, what is your journey ahead? How do I help pave the road for you or walk alongside you? And so I hired a coach actually to help me translate that um, for myself. Like, how do I think about this? And that's when I realized, I think what I want to do is become a coach because <laughs> I experienced the benefit of it so profoundly. Um, and so then through that, the process of becoming trained and certified as a coach, um, I I really felt at home. It's like, oh, this is it. This is where I get to show up in full service of other people. But I also get to completely honor that they are the wise creators of their own life and that my job is to really stand in partnership with them and figure out how that, you know, how to help them reach the goals that they they want to achieve. So I now work with people. When I say leaders, I don't mean just in a business setting. I mean, leaders of self and leaders of others. So I work for, with everyone from full-time homemakers to full-time executives and everyone in between um, really have found a lot of joy in partnering with people that are ready for some change um, not quite sure either how to get there or recognizing that they have some way of showing up that needs to shift so that they can be more effective in how they're leading their own lives or the um, the way that they're supporting the people who depend on them. So, yeah, that's that's kind of in a nutshell the journey and what I'm doing now. I love it. I know it's always, um, well, often it's a long winding road to yeah. towards entrepreneurship. And I've shared my story. I, spent a whole like 40 minute podcast episode. I didn't realize how long and winding it, it had been, but I love that. It sounds like similar to me. You've just always followed intuition or your curiosity or your um, passions and kind of see what doors open and inevitably it leads you in quote unquote the right path. Right. And you end up um, where you, where you're supposed to be. And I really think I can tell um, even though I'm working with you as your coach, I can tell that you are really, passionate coach and a really wonderful, you know, partner for people mm -hmm. to have in their, in their life. And, and yeah, I can to totally see the impact you're making. So thank you for Thanks, doing this work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, I, f I feel like, you know, our work is similar in that it's we're, what we're, what work we're doing with clients often reflects back to us, right? Like mm -hmm. I always say, entrepreneurship is a catalyst for personal development or business growth and personal growth go side by side. So I'm sure like me, you've had experiences where you're working with clients and, you know, supporting them, but you are getting so much out of it and learning and about yourself and changing and growing. Um, and I'm yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so much. I, I mean, yeah, just to, it's kind of uncanny, I think. And, and yet I, totally believe that the energy that we're putting out is the energy that's kind of coming back and it's all in service and support of each other if that's what we're sort of working towards and you know even when I um I didn't mention but like along that whole windy journey in the environmental world it was the 2008 recession and so I actually started a, an LLC back then just out of necessity I um doing environmental work even though at the time I was in private sector um it was largely based on the economy. I mean, based on commodity prices and the price of gold and the price of, you know, steel and copper. And so when those things are tanking, you know, positions are cut. So um, I left um, that that work and but needed to quickly pivot because I had a family and I needed to make money and I needed to feel like I still had purpose. And again, keeping my mission going. Um, and that was back when like LinkedIn was still this emerging thing. And I had a um, colleague who said, you need to get on there and you just get everyone in your corner. And that was a game changer for two reasons. One is I got to figure out my network and really just see how expansive it was given all the different roles I had played. And the other was that I got to actually hear from people of what they 
what value I brought in their lives and in the work that we did together. So asking for recommendations, I got to actually hear some of that back and have it recorded in a way that I could go back to when I was having low days. (laughs) Why am I doing this? Who am I? Um, Really lovely to hear and see reflections of the impact I was making. So yeah, fast forward to now, um, you know, and I, as I was kind of thinking about what my life needed and how I could be most joyful, um, I remember that time, even though it was couched in the time of a recession and it was out of need and all of those things, the the beauty was that I was flexible in my the way that I could show up um, in a day or I, I could make time to drop off my son at school and pick him up and be available during those kind of critical times. Whereas when I worked for organizations or companies, I was either driving a long distance to get to work and come back or I was traveling a lot. I was just missing out on important parts of family time and family is really important to me. Like the nest being at home is really important to me. And that part of me wasn't being nurtured. So when I was thinking about, yes, I want to become a coach, but do I want to do that um, in a way that I get to design it? Or do I really want the safety and security of being part of a larger organization and have stability and and, um, predictability in that way? Um, It was interesting to see it that point and continues to be at this point in my life, um, the flexibility and the um, being able to sort of define my time and my work was way outweighed the predictability and the structure that I used to create. So those are the very clients that I tend to attract, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. so that's a long winded answer to say, yes, it's like, okay, every time I'm meeting with someone, they're trying to figure out how do they take the different parts of themselves that are needing to be fed and how to where have they maybe started to over index and they need to kind of scale back or maybe the context has changed so how do they um kind of ramp up some activity in certain areas so it's um always a fun way for me to reconnect my own values and recommit to what's most important here i actually put in my um i put in my strategic plan every year um number of hours that i want to make sure i sleep every night and how many hours I'm going to work and be on and um, what time I want to be available for my family. Like those are actually part of my business strategy so that I'm holding myself accountable and not only in the family dimension, but also in the work dimension too. Yeah. I love that. I often tell clients and I try to do this myself to sort of, yeah, plan your schedule backwards, like start with what's most important to you, not what you feel like obligated to do or what's bringing in the most money, like what's the most important to you in life. And it's probably not work. It's probably your family or, you know, travel or friends or whatever, you know, you really, really need to do to have a happy and enjoyable life. And then how does your business sort of work around that fit, fit into that? That's like really the holistic vision that I, that I talk about a lot. So yeah, I love that you've made it work you know, um, because you wanted to, and, and you've prioritized the things that are really important to you and it's a continual work in progress, right? Like we're always tweaking things. We're working with coaches. We're changing our website, whatever needs to be done to like continually get closer and closer to that perfect vision of the life work. (laughs) I don't even like to say life work balance, but the whole, you know, holistic integrated part. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's like, this idea of, and I know it's cliche, but I really don't want this particular role that I play in people's lives to feel like work. I, I would, I do support people for nothing, you know, like it is actually quite joyful and it's really a part of it feeds me as much as it is doing something in service of someone else. But I can tell when it's starting to feel like work because I'm, Uh, prioritizing some of those demands over the demands that I have in terms of rest and family time or, you know, just um, replenishing the parts of me that need to be replenished. And that was something I learned the hard way uh, when working for others was I would skip lunch all the time. I mean, no one else was going to make the time for me. And I certainly didn't make the time for me. And so I would come home with, you know, my, my husband would always pack me a lunch and then I would um, go to work and come back home with a full lunch and <laughs> starving and hangry and probably hadn't gone to the bathroom in like 17 hours, you know, just a mess. Yeah. Completely denying every actual like need I had as a person. No wonder I was burned out and, and all of those things. So I was just making some um, ineffective choices. 
So now I design my day so that I am taking breaks and so that I am resting and not just for the sake of those things, but really so that I can be fully charged back up to do this important work of connecting with other people. That that If I were to not have this, I also think I'd be missing something. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not just doing those things to do work. It's like the work also fuels me, but there mm-hmm. has to be some, you know, um, calibrating, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that I'm doing constantly. Yeah, totally. I'm always, yeah, uh, aware of that. Like, of course, our personal health, mental, physical, spiritual is so important in order to help clients, in order to be present for our family, in order to, yeah, help, you know, be in service to anyone in the world. But also, you know, it is important for its own sake, just just for our happiness and sanity. Um, So yeah, yeah, I try to remind clients all the time if they're working themselves to death, that's not really helping anybody, you know, and you had that experience when you had, you know, a quote unquote real job and a boss and everything. I'm sure there was some pressure there, some external um, aspects going on, but we can do that to ourselves as entrepreneurs too. I see it all the time, you know, just pushing, pushing, pushing so hard, thinking that that's what's going to move the needle forward. But then there's so much harm. I mean, obviously self-harm, but even to who you're serving. Like you can't really be super present for people if you're burnt out pushing too hard. Yeah, exactly. And I don't feel like then I'm modeling the very thing that I'm trying to support people with, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. I actually want to live it and speak not from a uh, theoretical perspective, but from a lived experience perspective. Yeah. And I know one of the hats that you wear is as a, as a mindfulness teacher and mindfulness and meditation are very important to you and they're woven throughout your work. I think that you do with clients. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how that shows up or how you work with people in, in that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, I think that's what initially attracted me to coaching when I was working with a coach because it seemed like a facilitated mindfulness process. It mm-hmm. felt like it was a way to, so what, what mindfulness is, is paying attention on purpose in the present moment with curiosity and with kindness. And so when you have someone who you are partnering with to that's listening to you and then holding up a mirror and having you actually connect with what's happening in your body, happening with your thoughts and how that's impacting how you're showing up, there's a lot of awareness that's cultivated through that practice. So coaching felt like this obvious organic way of um, bringing the, the my my interest in partnering with people on their journey and um, empowering them to actually get to know themselves so that they can show up more fully. So often people would say, oh, so you, you know, you do leadership, you work with leaders, so you must have like a, a training or you must have like a 10-step process or you must have, it's like, no, because it's different for all of us. You know, we're all products of our causes and conditions from the moment we're born to this moment in time. And if if we are able to, in a safe enough container um, and a brave enough container, I get to know what it is that those mindsets you were talking about earlier or, um, you know, some habits that maybe have just become like for me, not taking a lunch was a habit. It wasn't really actually a directive. It was a habit. And so those things that are maybe getting in the way of what my goals are now or what that client's goals are now, um, that's super empowering because Mm -hmm. then they have the ability to start noticing it whenever the urge to behave a certain way starts showing up, then they also are the ones that get to say, Ooh, there's that urge. What do I, and then they have a choice point. As soon as you have a choice point, you have power because you now actually are no longer um, sort of beholden to that urge, but you can actually make a choice. And sometimes you might choose to go in the direction of the urge. Cool. Mm -hmm. It might be appropriate for the moment. Um, So that's the other thing that I often tell people is that we're not looking to change bad habits. I'd never talk about bad habits. We're just looking to really make thoughtful, intentional choices about how we show up that actually is in service of us and our goals and the people who depend on us. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how mindfulness shows up in my coaching work. Yeah, so I teach through UW Health and we have this group context where people are individually going through their own journey, but they're doing it together and and sort of walking alongside others. And there's something really powerful about healing in community. Mm -hmm. And I say healing lightly because for for some, it's actually a really challenging process, right? A lot is being unearthed that um, maybe they either are ready or not ready to 
to meet in the moment. Um, but ultimately, we get to celebrate any kind of forward movement that people perceive that they're experiencing, and we get to support one another um, in a really in a nurturing way, but not in a sort of enabling or coddling way. So that's the other cool thing about mindfulness is that we don't create codependence through the process. We're actually creating independence um, in a way that um, is really lovely because then you've left actually um, kind of empowered, but also um, feeling really connected. So that's mm. a, a beautiful way to create connection with internally and externally. Yeah, I love that. That's that's great that you get to do a little bit of group work in that way and a little bit of personal one-on-one work and and develop uh, personal development with people. Really cool. And obviously they're very symbiotic. You can see how how those mm-hmm. things go hand in hand. Um, yeah, sure. let's let's talk a little bit about the branding process cuz like I was saying before, you know, doing um, a rebrand or branding, building a business, creating a new website, all of this is like an interesting catalyst for personal reflection, growth, <laughs> um, seeing what's, you know, what's holding you back, maybe um, an exercise in putting yourself out there and, um, you know, really honing in on like who you want to be and how, who you want to serve. Um, I gave a talk recently on uh, branding as a tool for uh, manifestation and transformation. And I really feel like it's, you know, an op- it's an opportunity for us to step into the vision that we have for our business, for ourselves, for our life. Um, and I think um, this was a really special journey that, that we went on. And I just want to point out if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see Thoral right now, but she's got a backdrop that's blue and orange. Well, that's where your photography was taken. So that makes sense, yeah. but it's like perfectly matches her branding. Um, and I painted my room recently to my uh, office to match my branding. So it's kind of funny how we both <laughs> look like we're a screenshot from our websites. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, but I know when, when my, my goal, um, after getting to know you in a coaching capacity, which was really cool. Cause I, sometimes that happens, it happens that way, but not often where I work with someone in a coaching container and then we do a website. It was great because I got to know you over a few months and we worked on so many things that were really valuable in then, you know, interpreting, um, your branding visually and doing the website. But one thing that I had in mind that you kind of reflected back to me was, let's make this new website colorful and warm and inviting and friendly and unique because that's your personality. And we want to reflect that in your branding and your photography and your website. Um, so I think, you know, that was, that was for me a guiding force, but I'm interested to hear from you, like what um, maybe when we started the process, what, what was the guiding you know, idea and how did that develop? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you summed it up really well um, that, that was sort of the conclusion I came to, you know, when I started the working on my business full time in 2018, I had, I didn't have any money and I didn't have any idea what I was doing. Right. So like, that's not fair. Maybe I had some idea, but I was just, you know, it's the beginning steps of baby entrepreneurship. So I knew I needed somewhere for people to land, to get to know who I was, what I offer and how to connect with me. That was sort of the basic calling card that I wanted to create with a website. And I did it very basically with, you know, a templatized um, service that I could use. So mm-hmm. fine, well enough. And I used, I, I think I did like some, something someone had shared with me once of like figuring out what your brand avatar is of kind of what kind of colors should you think about. And at the time I was, I now realize I was going through a lot of healing of just this, you know, 20 years of professional just um, burnout. Mm -hmm. And there was that healing. I was also, I now realize had Lyme disease and I didn't know that. So there's a real tenderness or like a, I keep saying cocooning is the language I've been using when I'm talking to people about it, that I just wanted to protect myself and keep everything very simple and calm and clean. Um, So my website at the time was that I used white background, Gold was the color. I had very simple nature pictures, um, all taken by me and my family. Um, I was really intentional and sort of scripted about all the language so that it was just very concise and um, like distilled down to everything from my about bio to um, what I do and, and why I do it and all that stuff. 
So it was like from a like effective perspective, it was fine. <laughs> like it, it mm-hmm. did the job. Yeah. Um, and it worked for a long time. And often people would say, yeah, this really like I came to your website and I really felt like I could immediately trust you. And so that's why I'm contacting you. So I received feedback that that was um, my my goal was achieved in terms of how I did that. So, yay. I also knew through that, though, that I had the ability to vision what I wanted and create it. Um, so that was also I had some trust in myself that I could communicate to someone else that here's what I want to communicate with the world. And but I also knew that at some point my skill was limited in terms yeah. of actually achieving <laughs> And then coupled with um, a lot of sort of identity work that I've been doing um, when I'm, you know, teaching mindfulness or even when I'm um, introducing myself to prospective or new clients, I felt like I was holding back parts of who I am sort of the full complexity of who I am um, for a whole host of reasons. I mean, sometimes it was just simpler to say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I live in this place and I'm a mom, like, you know, like some high level stuff. Mm. But there were things around identity. And um, I noticed that if I knew enough about the person in advance and there was some intersectionality with my own identity, if I shared that, there actually was more resonance. And um, we were able to get started a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just more depth. I guess, in the intimacy and in the trust. Um, and that that was a, like a, a light, like, oh, the, by holding back or by sort of distilling my about myself or who I am down, I was removing important parts of what people actually resonated, other parts of me that people resonated with, mm-hmm. that I actually had been conditioned for a long time to hide. So everything from being the product of immigration and um, my relationship with my previous partner, you know, she and I were together for nearly 15 years, but I don't often talk about that because I'm no longer married to her. Mm -hmm. So there were, you know, things that were kind of covered and that seemed natural for me to do because I always have done that. You know, it was just part of staying safe and staying um, successful in the ways that I knew how. Mm -hmm. So I knew it was time because I was seeing that it, there was resonance and I needed to do that more broadly. And so that's when I um, started about a year ago, I started mulling over, OK, I think I need someone who's going to actually push me beyond that because this is like such a deep conditioning. Yeah. I needed a, 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 I needed to really connect with the why of doing that other than I should. I needed to really know what what was important about it. And that's what you helped me do. It's like, OK, well, who is it that you're wanting to connect with? why you, why now? Mm-hmm. And if they don't connect with you, who will they have, op- you know, the opportunity to connect with? And if it's not anyone else, then, you know, we we got to the place where it's like I recognized if I didn't share this part of me, they might not know that I'm actually the, the one that they need to connect with. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's panned out beautifully. <laughs> it's just not only in terms of the, um, the outcome of this lovely website that does have the color and the vibrance and the the laughter, like that's what I see in the pictures that I mm-hmm. um, have on there. And and I intentionally did that. Like we had all my favorite music playing during the photo shoot and I had a colleague and friend here as, um, she, you know, played as the the client in a lot of the pictures and mm-hmm. there's just joy. And I, w- I wanted that to be evident because that's how sessions are. They're joyful. It's yeah. not like all serious. and <laughs> But it's also evidenced by the fact that I now – show up very differently even in my sessions because I did the work of articulating who I am for the website and with you in advance of that. I now have more comfort and more, um, I'm more convicted on why I need to do that. Like what's Mm -hmm. how that's actually in service of them to do that. So yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. No, I love that. that You you touched on makes me think, you know, there's two reasons for doing this work. I mean, like I said, the the process of branding and putting yourself out there and, and having this um, new home on the internet for you and your business is very, you know, it's very personal and you, yeah, you, hopefully you're being as vulnerable as you feel comfortable being and you're connecting with your ideal audience and all of that. But also um, like you said, it's going to, it's going to um, have ripple effects because you're going to show up differently. That's like the manifestation and transformation piece that I'm talking about, right? You're like, it actually like does something to change your cells or something. And there's already, I feel like it's helpful because 
obviously, well, so, you know, supposedly everybody who comes to work with you has already been to your website. And so they've already gotten to know you a little bit. And that's where the website is so valuable. Like I always say it's a filter and I don't want to say that in a bad way to like filter out the, the junk, but like it's going to really draw in the best, best, best people who are, like you said, they might not have seen that on your old website because you were hiding a little bit and you were, you know, being fully um, expressed in a lot of ways, but then they go to this new website, hopefully, and they see something that really resonates with them about you. And then when you get to the first coaching call or you know your um, discovery call or whatever it is, you're already like 10 steps ahead. Like they already trust you. They know that there's something that really resonates with them. They're comfortable opening up with you and you don't have to hide anything because they've already seen it on the website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's already there. And yeah. they can ask more questions about me and, and all of those yeah. things. Yeah, I love that. It's definitely a, yeah, a tool that I think people um, can overlook. But you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of great tools out there, and um, so, so social media can be used in a similar way. Although there's a lot of there's a lot less control over, I think, um, how you show up necessarily. Yeah. You know, your website's got you have a little bit more control over that, and a little bit more um, space, obviously, and um, real estate to express who you are, but. Um, well, now that we've launched a new website, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, so it's still pretty fresh, but is anything, or just after this, this year of soul searching and, um, changing and evolving and rebranding, is there anything new that, um, is coming up for you in, in work as far as projects, clients, services, anything you're super excited about? Everything and all of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. So when, when I, um, reached out to you last December, like I, I mentioned, there was this sense I had like, okay, change is afoot. I, I need to do something, but I need a partner to do that. And the the change that I wanted, so I was doing um, through the pandemic, I was um, doing a lot of contracted coaching. So I still had flexibility and I still had all those things, but I was um, supplementing effectively my coaching practice with contracted coaching. I'm so happy I did that because it offered me um, at the time, it helped me achieve my goals that I had, which was twofold. One was I actually wanted more um, coaching practice and I wanted to get to a certain level of certification. And so that helped me um, get those hours effectively. The other is that I didn't realize it was going to happen, but the pandemic changed how people were existing in the world. And so to have this direct line to uh, Fortune 500 companies and uh, organizations where huge um, volumes of employees and people were suffering, um, it felt like a, a calling. It felt like, okay, I am exactly where I need to be right now to be supporting the world's change makers. Mm. Um, so I'm just really thankful that I landed at that time in that way. So it was like early 2019 that I made that decision, really started getting going by um, early 2020. And then three months later, the pandemic really was in full swing. So um, but by the time last the end of last year came around, I was ready to transition away from that and really think about um, how to create more space in my days. Because I think what was happening is, is what we were talking about earlier is like unintentionally, I'd now created a lot of burden around my time. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sacrificing time with family. I was making those choices that I knew were my my alarm bells. Like, okay, we got to rethink this. So I made one shift prior to, I think, our working together. And then the second shift I was contemplating when we first started, I did not trust that I could build my um, client base in the way that I thought I should. And you helped me make that from a should to here's how here's how we're going to do it. Like, here's how you can really think about that. And again, it wasn't formulaic, but you gave me sort of the prompts to think about, again, why me? Why now? Who is this ideal client? Where, how are they going to relate to coaching? How much are they willing to pay? Um, all those things that once it was sort of um, structured in that way, it felt really doable because then I was actually not just tossing something out there and hoping someone would be attracted to it. It's like I was actually designing the filter on purpose. And mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know if you remember this, I'm sure you do, but it's the, the sort of ideal client I had in mind was a specific person who I actually knew. Um, mm-hmm. And she was a client of mine and I was building it sort of with her in mind because she was when I first met her, I was like, yeah, this is it. If everyone could be like her, it'd be great. 
And then sure enough, she, um, she was a client through another context. And then she found me along the way. She's like, hey, I see that you're now you know, doing things on your own. I'm wondering if I can work with you. Mm. And that was just ex- the exact affirmation I needed. <laughs> like, oh, I literally built it for her. And then she came. Oh, <laughs> awesome. And not through any outreach of mine. I um, truly just built it. And with the sort of a spirit of of all of that partnership that she and I had had many years before that, mm-hmm. um, and then she came, she came. Wow. So that that's been really exciting, and there's just been more and more and more of that. I've had mm-hmm. I've um, enrolled a lot of new clients. I've said no to projects. I've I'm now only I'm saying only taking on work that feels really joyful and will help me make sure I'm staying aligned with those goals around time and rest and things like that. Cause I'm still recovering in terms of my health and, um, I can't, I can't burn out. <laughs> like I, I am the product, right? So it's like, I, so super important for me to, to say no. So one of the things that I stopped doing was I stopped teaching mindfulness classes at night. Mm. And I've been really insistent that I only teach morning classes, um, and that I end my work day around three or four. Um, and all of that is in service of, of my health so that I can be ready to go the next day. So yeah. all of that is super joyful. It's, I'm, it's great. And I'm also mentor coaching again through the university. And then we'll be starting some um, private clients, hopefully in the, the beginning of the year. So the sort of buckets we created, um, you helped me really filter out some of the noise, like there were other sort of side projects I was kind of doing. And I just don't promote those in the same way because mm-hmm. that's not really what I want to attract. Mm-hmm. And so the right things are coming in and I'm, yeah, it's, that's pretty great. <laughs> awesome. Yes. You're such a good uh, example of somebody who's multi-passionate in a way. I mean, all of your work is really, um, really works together, obviously, like it's all coming from a similar place, but you're able to do a few different things and, and now really making it work, like really just continually going back whenever you're taking on something new, right? You're continually going back to like, what are my values? What are my priorities? Who am I trying to serve? What's the, the bigger vision? And just saying no to whatever doesn't align with that. And that's great. Like we should be saying no to some things, right? It's the best position to be in when you have more work than you really need or want. And you can say no to some of it. Perfect. Then you know that um, what you're saying yes to is more and more and more in alignment with what you want. Yeah. And it is, it's moving from scarcity to abundance Mm -hmm. because, you know, the saying yes all the time when I first started working for myself was just out of necessity. I needed to say not only for money purposes, but for experience. I like, I didn't know what I didn't know until I tried it out. Mm -hmm. So the I, my husband had gone back to school. So he was a preschool teacher. He's now a mechanical engineer. And it took him five years to make that transition from being a preschool teacher to a mechanical engineer. We do a lot of transitions in our family. (laughs) So when I, when, as he was about to graduate from engineering school, I, that's when I started, um, I I left my job and and started this. And I just artificially threw out, well, Hey, it took you five years. I'm going to give myself five years. And this December will be the end, the end of the fifth year. And I will, if all goes as I think it's going to go, I will have reached um, financial goals that I had for those five years. I will reach lifestyle goals for those five years. Like all of it, it's literally like I'm celebrating with you a dream come true because good timing (laughs) would not have happened without our partnership. (laughs) So good to hear. It's like, it all goes back to like the mindfulness and awareness that we were talking about earlier, mindfulness, awareness, intention, you know, for you to have had that foresight to say, I'm going to give myself five years. Like, of course the universe starts to align things Mm -hmm. into that timeline. Right. And it's amazing how, um, yeah. And I, I'm sure just because you are who you are, you've been continually mindful and aware of how, you know, you're progressing, you know, and, and heading towards those goals, but in like a way that is, um, not frantic a way that's self-sustaining and um, doable. And that's so awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for, ha- for, I mean, truly, right. Like I, some of the work we did was not only around branding, but around pricing mm. um, also around certain automation and um, mm-hmm. basically becoming my own best assistant. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't automated even calendaring at this point. Like I, when we met, I had had it on my mind and I just kept thinking, oh, it's just going to be too much work um, mm-hmm. to rejig, you know, just reconfigure all of my calendars and all of that. 
And it really wasn't. <laughs> it just <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> and so I think having your assurance that it would be worth it and that it would actually free up that time that I was trying to free up, that that was sort of a, a low-hanging fruit that I could, if I couldn't do it yet in terms of clients or other projects because I was already committed, that was certainly a place that I could impact. Mm-hmm. And oh, it has changed everything because now I'm not sending people 17 dates that might work and doing doodle polls and this. It's like, here's my link and schedule time and let's just make it work. (laughs) So that and pricing was another one where I really had scarcity mindset. Um, And I think you flipped it and you said, well, what what have you paid? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that's true. And I think through doing the ideal client work, I also recognize, which I think most many people do, I am my own ideal client. So if I'm willing to pay a certain amount of money, because that's the value that I um, see in this kind of work and partnership, then those are the people I want to work with and that I can work with and I, I am working with. So that's, I think, having looking at that same question from a different window and a different doorway has really helped, again, sort of give me the conviction to keep Um, staying in that path. Now I don't have that. I don't have that cringy feeling of like, oh, I shouldn't put my price list out. It's like, Mm. yep, this is what it is. And if it doesn't work, we can talk about it. But generally, if it doesn't work, it's probably not going to work for a lot of reasons and not just pricing. Right. Right. Once again, pricing is a filter, just like your website. And it's, it's a staking, staking a claim in a certain position in the market and a certain, you know, um, attracting a certain client. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think it's so common, especially as women, especially as like female entrepreneurs, I find that we take things really personally and and something like pricing can be, you know, money is just so fraught with so much, um, negative energy and, and limiting beliefs and, um, bad juju that we just, we can take things really personally when, when it comes to money. And that's such, yeah. So such an important like mindset shift to, to make, because really when it boils down to business growth, we all want more time, more impact and more money. So what do we have to do to get there is kind of my, (laughs) I think I had shared with you, uh, you know, my mom, Again, being the immigrant and wanting security for her children and having a better life than she had when she first came here would always, initially she was shocked when I was going to just leave this university job and do all of this, even though she knew I was quite unhappy. Um, and her question every year since then has been, so are you making as much as you made when you left? Mm-hmm. And I would laugh, like there's just no way that that's even close to possibly being true. Mm. And again, if I'm, if I, if things go as I think they're going to go, I will, and I will have gotten to that place. So, and you said something that shifted that to you, you turned that question around. You said, instead of, can you get to that place? You've already been there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you said that someone has already invested that much in you. So why not invest that much in yourself? And that was never how I thought of it. Mm. I thought of it as some arbitrary number to get to rather than, how do I get myself back to where I've already been seen as, as in terms of my worth? So it's like just level setting actually now is the way I think of it. I'm level setting Mm -hmm. what my sort of market worth well was now five years ago and Mm -hmm. I can grow from there. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. I mean, it really, it shifted all of the things that were tying me to a, that sort of laughter, that nervous laughter I would meet my mom with of like, Oh, there's no way (laughs) that's actually not true. Um, I just had to remember that someone else already saw that I was worth it. I now had to think the same thing. Absolutely. And it's, um, I think we always talk about shifting from thinking about numbers to thinking about value. And Mm -hmm. when you really start to hone in on what the value of an offering is, I mean, it's sometimes invaluable that the incredible things that you, the incredible value that you bring to your clients the transformations they're having, the epiphanies they're having, the life changes, the big shifts in mindset. I mean, that's really beyond yeah. value. So, I mean, you just set your prices where you need them to be to have the life that you want and people will, will find you and want to work with you because the transformation is, yeah. is the thing. Exactly. I mean, I don't know that it's fully, I don't know that it's uh, fully appreciated widely. And I think it's helped me communicate that to clients now, which is when you are a client on my sort of roster of clients, I'm holding that relationship for the period of time that we're yeah. in contract together. So that is not just what you're paying me is not just session by session. It's for the whole thing. 
everything in between. And I talk about this in mindfulness classes and I talk about in coaching that the sessions are, are important, certainly, but everything in between is where the magic happens. It's mm-hmm. when you actually, as a person, exercise your sort of autonomy to make certain choices for yourself and, and see trial and error, what's working, what's not. And then you come back to the sandbox with me during a session and we get to talk about what you experienced and what you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's what you're paying for is that whole mm-hmm. thing. And so to to turn it into an hourly rate, um, well, it's unfair for me to do for myself and it's unfair for someone else to do as well because it's not it's not it. It's actually just a fraction of of the work that we're doing together. So Right. I know. Val, we need to get away from hourly based pricing in general because I feel like that's true for almost everybody, especially anyone offering a service. Um, you know, most of my clients, it's it's they're bringing in so much experience and, you know, um, education and um, work that they've done with other people so much so much value to each session yeah you can't just quantify it based on time like time just isn't enough right. to to say well this is how much this is worth I mean it, it it's really the end result like that speaks for itself and that's where the value is like whatever your whatever your experience is that's helping them create this transformation or whatever the result is or whatever the product is that's where the value is. And it's, it's hard to pinpoint that, you know, that's something I'm always um, curious about. I'm always working on with myself, with clients, pricing, you know, trying to find a money. Um, I always talk about like the energy of money, like trying to balance that energy with all of the value that you're bringing that energy of like all the experience you have and all of the transformation you're creating and um, abundance and all of that, like mm-hmm. just trying to quantify that with a number. I mean, really that's all money is, is just a number. It's like, yeah, Right. really impossible, but we, we get as close as we can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And trust that we'll course correct as, mm-hmm. you know, we get more information or the situation changes. But I think um, to your point about women, like I know that my conditioning was to shoot low mm. and then just sort of always have this aspiration to get higher. And it's like, no, now I'm going to just shoot to right where I need to be and then keep aspiring to just keep, you know, um oh do more, whatever that means. And at some point, actually, even more won't be necessary. I I think it's like, I don't want to um, grow just for the sake of growth. I actually want to just feel like I'm steady in a way that this is just, mm-hmm. this is the, the nature of things. So aligning my business goals with my, my personal goals, mm-hmm. then if my business is fulfilling my personal goals in terms of monetary needs and time needs and all those things, mm-hmm. then there's no need to shift. Like, then it's okay. So that's also really nice is to not think of them as compartmentalized, but really working in tandem with one yeah, another. It's almost like two cups. It's like if they're both overflowing, great. Then you have an abundance of excess, an excess of abundance, right? And then you yeah. can have more time or you can have more money or you can have more impact or whatever that is. But um, working to like having those two cups in mind and like how, how can you keep them both full at the very least? And then yeah. whatever overflow happens, great. Um, yeah. And I mean, last thing I'll just say is like one of the things that's so important to me is giving back. Mm. So how can I donate my time, my money, my resources, all of those things and resources, meaning not time and money, resources, other resources. Mm-hmm. So that's a really important value of mine. And I can't do that if I don't have abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm uh, what a colleague of mine says this really well, but she she often will describe to clients who might sort of push back on pricing to say, well, in a way you are underwriting my pro bono work or my mm-hmm. giving back to the community. You're underwriting uh, the people that I give scholarships to um, who would otherwise not even have access to this kind of work. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly right. Cause I do work that where I am either paid nothing or much less. I do work that is volunteering of my time because I want to still move people forward and support them, mm-hmm. especially if they're not going to have access to these practices, whether it's mindfulness or coaching um, in other contexts of their lives. So yeah, yeah that's that's really a, a driving force. It's not just so that you know I can live a cushy life. It's so that I can live a comfortable life so that I can also give back to others. So it's been really beautiful to finally be feel like I can freely do that in a much more meaningful way. Mm, that's great. That's a beautiful way of um, putting that. Of, I think making making that you know visible um, the the pro bono work or the community service or whatever that you're doing that any of us are doing is great. I mean, it just um, adds to you know that reflection of we're, we we want to call in the clients that are going to resonate most with us, and if they are impacted by the fact that we're doing 
volunteer work or whatever, then great. Like it's all feeding the same thing and it's, and it shows them the value that, that we're bringing to the world and, and then they can get, you know, they can get that same kind of value by working with us. It's a beautiful way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. And I think the universe again conspires because mm-hmm. now I'm attracting all kinds of nonprofit leaders mm. um, and they understand the value of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are either they're managing volunteers or they are volunteer run. And so they are investing the money and I'm not charging them less. I'm charging them what I charge. They're investing in um, leadership support so that they can show up in full expression of themselves. So they keep doing that work and they recognize that I'm then paying it forward in other ways too. So it's like, it's a really cool full loop <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of joyful thing that I'm finding myself in. And I'm just marveling every day. Like, Ooh, I get to do this. This is great. <laughs> That's great. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and all the little, you know, winding bits on the path to where you are now and on our journey together. Um, it's been really fun talking to you and sort of recapping the last eight or nine months. Um, is there anything else you want? I mean, obviously I'm going to have a link to your new website and the podcast mm-hmm. notes. Um, is there anything else you want people to know about how to get in touch with you or work with you? No, I think that the website says it all now. Um, and truly, and I just really, again, just a deep bow of gratitude to you, Jess, um, for what you do and the way that you walk alongside people that are lost and confused and how to be more impactful. I really am so glad I found you. So thank oh, you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we will have a link to the website. Take a look at that and check out more about Toro's story and what she does. And um, I look forward to the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would hugely appreciate it if you would leave a review and share this show with anyone you think might enjoy it. To learn more about my holistic business plan course, coaching packages, as well as branding and web design, head over to my website, jessparvin.com. You'll also find lots of free resources there, and you can contact me to set up a free 15-minute consultation. 